speak. I, I'm supposed to start this? Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say. Why don't you uh, talk about the email you got off your new boyfriend who said I should be, I should, uh, I knew. I'm so bad at podcasting and I don't speak clearly and I should kill myself and you should take all my money. Okay. Little does he know I don't have any money. Okay. You know, you're very dramatic and it's actually one of the things I find the funniest about you because, um, you do it in a subtle way. And, uh, and I knew, here's what happened. I just want to be very clear. Like I didn't just tell you about this email that I got, you know, uh, emails are very triggering. So you, you happened to be in the room when, and it wasn't even an email. It was, it was an Instagram DM and, and yeah, well, uh, you were in the room. We were in the room because there's nowhere else to be. Okay. We live in, 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 I mean, I guess we have, we have a bathroom and we have a kitchen and we have a bedroom, but whatever this space, we were in it, um, doing, you know, I don't know, another fucking crazy night at, at, at home. I think you got a free can of Coke from work and we're going to have burgers tonight. So, you know, real wild yeah. shit going on. Can of Coke triggered us into burgers. Yeah. So I got the message. I opened it up and I read it and then I made an audible noise yeah, because I didn't, didn't appreciate that noise. You didn't appreciate that. I didn't write the message. Okay. So what do you mean? You didn't appreciate that noise. That noise made you say, what? What yeah. is it? Out of, you know, intrigue. Because, you know, I, I don't think you... I've had a reaction like that recently. Um, and uh, what was the content of the message? The content of the message. Word for word, please. Word for word. I don't have my phone on me. It was some guy who, I guess, heard me on Real Ass Podcast and, you know, became a fan, which is nice because I think on that uh, episode I did... I spoke of how I basically avoided getting raped after quitting smoking meth by like letting this guy from the internet that I sort of invited over, but not for sex at all. He crawled through the doggy door and I just let him sleep with me. So that was the episode. So yeah, I guess it's very traumatic and all, but what about this uh, message? Okay. Yeah. Well, your trauma, excuse me. I know where we're addressing your trauma today. So, um, so he sent a message saying he was a fan and then, um, you know, or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's nice uh, because really I clinging to anything at this point. And then he said something to the effect of um, I should do a podcast by myself because you are horrible on the mic and that he hopes you're rich and I divorce you and get all the money. And then like greetings from Sweden or something. I think that was the order it all came in. Yeah, disgusting blue-eyed Aryan. Okay, devils. but he didn't look like that at all, uh, uh, for, according to the photo. So you just uh, the whole the whole. Do you know what Scandinavia means? You know what Scandinavia means. It doesn't means. mean he's Scandinavian. He could just be in Sweden. Uh, they invented rape by boat. And look at all the attention you're giving this person. So basically, I gasped because I thought, you know, really, in the time of Corona, we're just all shooting from the hip, right? We feel like we can say anything to anybody just for no money. My God. You know, I was like, I would love to see some money. Um, you know, I, I feel like he should have paid me 20 bucks to say a, that to me. Strategic message. A strategic message to what? To get to under your soul? To hurt my feelings. And it was achieved. 
I know you were I'm, upset. I'm gonna I kill myself and I'm okay. going to put no, you don't his get to, nose in my suicide. You don't get to do that because I'm first in line for suicide. Okay, I'm. I am. I. That is my wheelhouse these days. You. You have to wait until no, I'm mean, gone. The mean Swedish man who was too honest. It's his fault that I've killed myself. No. I, and I, his, they too should honest. put pictures of me smiling in this house with his kids. Just to remind him what he done. That he used to be happy until that one last message he sent sent me over the edge. That's by by law. That should be punishment. I should my, my portrait of me should be in his family home, smiling. Fine. Um, and every time they sit down for dinner, which in, in that shitty country is some sort of, just, you know, we don't rotten know fish. But you know, rotten. That's what they eat there. Rotten fish. Before they have the rotten mm-hmm. fish meal, they should apologize to me. To you. To, Even so, though yeah, you're dead. I'm dead. Yeah. Okay. So like like giving grace, except apologies. Yeah, yeah. They to they Mark. actually dropped their whole religion and they start worshiping me. Mm. You would like that though. You've always wanted to somehow be involved with a cult. Um, the thing is, is I just want to make this clear. I under no other circumstances would I have announced this type of message to you. That's not a nice thing to do to anybody. You just happen to be in the room. I happen to make a sound because I was impressed. Does he know that I used to go to speech therapy as a child? Because he's basically. That's like calling someone who's retarded, retarded to their face. To be fair. It's a mean thing to do. It is. Well, you know, he... He, he didn't, didn't know. He didn't he, know. He, he called you retarded to your wife, <laughs> not to your face. Well, that's like... I, I actually had to go to speech therapy as a child. I'm so aware. he's basically uh, making fun of disabled. I didn't even pronounce the word disabled, right? He is right, isn't he? I well, should... no, you just need to speak into the mic more. But look, at the end of the day, it's really not fully your fault. We have one little portable microphone that we're both screaming into at a very specific angle, and it still doesn't work right. So we got to update the equipment. Fine. The Maybe... Swedish guy should pay for it, and then I won't kill myself. That would be nice. I won't do it if he buys us. <laughs> well, now now you sound like me with the feet. Um no, no, I think I would love an upgrade. In fact, I think, you know, we've been uh, researching for one day when we have money, which, so to answer any questions about that, uh, whatever I'm taking from you, half of it's, I think it's half of nothing, right? Oh, what's, what's, what's half of nothing? Still nothing. That is a riddle. Yeah, still nothing. That is a riddle. Um, <laughs> you want to get his facts straight. Yeah, so you know, didn't didn't marry for money, that's for sure. Have I I've never been with a rich person. Have you ever been with a rich person? No. All poor people. Yeah, all poor people. And I, I spent I don't attract the rich. Well, I did spend one evening after I broke up. I had just broken up with this guy. He was shaped like a C. He had very bad posture. And I still to this day don't. He would bite his nails. He was shaped like a C. And he would pick his face without looking at it. So it was very scabby. And um, mystery in the world as to... Well, actually, I know exactly why I was in that relationship. We did Oxycontin every weekend. But that's aside from the point. So I, I did attract a rich person once. He I was think. rich? No. Oh. He was good with money, but he wasn't rich. He ate Cliff Bars for dinner. Um, that's tragic. Yeah. I mean, that was a personal choice, though. I do like them. Mm-hmm. But I, I was sitting in a bar I had done a comedy show at. And I was... I'm very... You know, they say real New Yorkers don't cry in public. And in my opinion, and I'm not from New York, I am from Reno. But like, in my opinion, you know, real New Yorkers cry wherever the fuck they want. So I was at the bar and I was like, ah, ah, ah. 
because I'd just broken up with the guy and I was just, you know, whining about it. And this kind of like Abercrombie looking dude, you know, like just not my type, shiny. Like he just was shiny. Um, you know, he started talking to me and he was like, you know, I live in the meatpacking district, which is very like, you know, expensive. The meatpacking district yes. is expensive. Yes, it didn't used to be, but now it is in New York, and it, which doesn't make any sense because there's no transportation over there. It's like horribly inconvenient, but that's what makes it so, you know, elusive and expensive, whatever. So he like had some fucking apartment over there. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, I was like, I'm hungry. I was also wasted, you know, of course. And I was like, eh, and like, so we take a car to his building, which of course has like 25 doormen and like, you know, his apartment, you know, it was on like some floor and you had all these fucking views and it was nice. Like, you know, he had nice stuff that I'm not used to. You know what I mean? Like the bed had a, had a frame to sit on and, and he had like art on the walls. And I think he said he, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm gassing him up too much, but he might've worked in medicine or maybe he worked in art. doesn't really matter. He let me order whatever I want from the diner menu or whatever diner I found. So I ordered all this fucking food, onion ring. I, and I basically, so of course, you know, he's like wanting to fuck and stuff like that and like have me touch his dick. You know, obviously that's like oh why you do God. these things. Was this a Me Too story? No, no, this is not a Me Too story. The, well, You're, You were being a whore. He might've gotten Me Too. You were being a slut whore. <laughs> well, I, no, I was, I felt broken hearted over my recent, like when I say recent, I had broken up with the guy like maybe six days before. Why have we left women out to do what they want? So, so I, I went to his apartment I ate all this food. I remember like jalapeno poppers, ranch oh, dip, like onion rings, the whole thing. He gave me wine. He gave me whatever I wanted. And then when it kind of came time for like, you know, the payoff of like handling this like drunk, slightly inconsolable woman who is now, you've, you know, wined and dined, I didn't want to touch his dick. I had no interest in him and his shiny, smooth face. And I was like, nah, nah. and I don't exactly, I think it actually took me a couple minutes to leave too. Cause I was wasted. Like I had to go to the bathroom a couple times. I had to find Not my to stuff. No, I didn't shit there. I, I didn't fuck him just to be clear. So this story, the story, how it ends is I know, I remember staggering out of his building, which was next to the West side highway, basically. And like leaning on a tree and just vomiting on that tree. And then I was like, oh, I'm in the meatpacking district. There's no way to get home. The age rate, bleh. So I had to pay for a cab home. So it ultimately cost me more than what I probably got out of it. And that's the only rich guy I've ever been around. That was, um, I can, uh, that was a fantastic story. I'm not sure. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, no, it's a great story. Um, you didn't get any, you didn't gold dig in the end. I mean, I got my meal, but I vomited it up vomited immediately. It up, yeah. yeah. I actually once actually uh, had a similar situation that I w was in someone else's apartment drinking and very drunk. Uh-huh. But I don't think there was anything to do with a man who had money and ordering a lot of food from a restaurant downstairs. But I was very drunk in one apartment of strangers I didn't know when I was 21. And it was, it was Halloween night, I think, or in October. And then me and my friends, I did know we went to their apartment. And then one of my friends convinced me to go back because he said one of the girls there liked me. Oh, yeah, that's always a yeah, way to get, and get I, you back. I have no idea. I think he, I don't, now that I think about it, she didn't like me at all. He made it up because he thought it'd be funny for me to just go back into someone else's apartment. 
drunk. And I went back into someone else's apartment drunk, but they're all asleep. I don't remember. I was very, very drunk at this stage. We were doing a thing that kids would do back in the day called um, beer, a beer. A shotgun. No, what's the, oh. it, it's like a fucking. Oh, it's like the funnel? It's a beer bong. It is a beer bong. Beer bong. It's like exactly, that's what it's called. It's a beer bong. Uh-huh. We're doing yeah. a beer bong, Yuck. which is a pipe that just fills. You it goes straight into your body. Yes, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't have to drink it. You're just drunk straight away. Yeah. And we did a load of those because I didn't have college in the morning for some. I, oh, I had to go to a wedding the next day. My, oh, so my you cousin's were wedding. My, yeah, my cousin's wedding was the next day, and uh, so I went back into the apartment so drunk and I can't remember anything. I just went into someone's room mm. and I can't remember. Oh no. And then I don't know. The next thing, it's bright, and I'm like, all I hear is like the sound of like liquid hitting the carpet and then, and then I opened up my eyes and I'm, I'm just pissing on the carpet and it's making a noise like mm-hmm. and it's like then I just hear it kind of zones in it's like shouting everyone's like what the fuck mm-hmm. they look up and there's just a gang of you know 20 year olds or whatever people my age shouting at me while I'm just pissing all over the like hallway yeah you know and they think I broke in and then they like this guy is pushing this guy in just his boxer shorts is pushing me outside the door but as he's pushing me I'm pissing all over his like you know, knees yeah, yeah yeah and they're like shouting threats at me but I'm just going Bruh! I have no idea what's going on yeah I don't know I don't even know I'm a human being you know yeah I have no my consciousness hasn't kicked in a gear right my memory just started working right now but so I'm in the elevator pissing and they just close the door and hit the button then the elevator goes down to the lobby and the door is open and I'm just still pissing and I just stumble out of the lobby just still pissing and I finish my piss outside the building next to the building that's a lot of piss yeah all the way down I created quite a scene so then I walked away quite quickly you know and I think I found my car your and car I, yeah and I dro- something and I dro- you shouldn't have found I drove home because I had to go to this wedding wow and then I remember getting in a lot of trouble and just going straight to bed and being pulled out of bed and just being forced into put on wedding clothes and then go to a wedding and proceeded to continue the party. Wow. Well, that's how a wedding should be, to be honest. I, um, it's shameful, though. It's a shameful memory. I think I've told the story about how I pissed on my ex's record player accidentally. But I... Really good one. This is one of my favorites. It involves my friend Luke, who's been brought up before. It was when we were dating. It was the party... That it, it wasn't a party. It was a dinner that kind of turned into a party for me graduating from uh, what you call university, but we call college in America. Yeah, we call it both. Yeah. yeah. And my friend Derek, um, one of my gays, he, you know, the party continued after the dinner at my, at my apartment. And then, you know, everybody kind of left. It wasn't really like, you know, a rager or anything. And Derek was passed in on the couch. And then Luke and I were in our bedroom and we were sort of talking. And then Luke was like, is that water running? Like, he was like, what? Like, do you hear that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll go check. So I like walk out of the room and Derek's sort of like getting more nestled into the couch. So I'm like, okay. And I like go over and I'm like shining my phone light because I didn't want to turn the light on, even though he was like so drunk, it wouldn't have mattered. And I see, so it's like a living room that's also a kitchen, right? It's all one room. So I'm shining a light like in the kitchen kind of to see if the water is dripping or whatever. And I get to like, Luke's bike is leaned up against our oven because we never use the oven. And I just see all over the counter, all over the oven, all over his fucking precious custom bike. Cause he had one of those at the time. Cause you know, he liked being that person. 
just piss everywhere. Just fucking all over the kitchen. And I'm like, holy shit. So I go to the bedroom and Luke's like, well, what was it? And I'm like, I, I don't even want to tell him. Because Luke, when Luke gets angry, you know he's angry when he doesn't say anything. And I knew this was going to... He, he was like, what? what is and I was like, you know, he, he pissed on your bike. And he's like, what do you mean? What do you, how did you... Oh my God, you started that drama. You could have just... Pretended nothing happened. Pretended there wasn't piss all over my living room. And at the time, also, um, the the living situation was deteriorating. Shock me. Um, with the roommates. And we were having, like, basically a coup. I don't know if that's what you would call this. But um, we did not have public-use toilet paper. It was actually very similar to when we were living with the Italians in Wimbledon. We didn't have public-use toilet paper. We all had our own toilet paper. And we're bringing it to the bathroom. And I had happened to run out because we had had people over, right? Like just for the graduate, the thing that we just had. So we were out of toilet paper and our roommates, you know, we had no access to their toilet paper. So there was nothing to clean the piss up, right? And so Luke is fuming. So I have to wake Derek up, who's just, is the one who did it. He's pissed everywhere. So I'm like, Derek, you know, I'm like, Derek, Derek. And like, he's like, what? And I'm like, you you know you pissed all over my kitchen he was like what i'm like you pissed like all over the kitchen and then we both just sort of look at each other and start laughing which infuriates luke mm -hmm. i can hear him slam you know sort of slamming shit in there he's so you know it's like that mom who's like are you laughing at me like he felt like you know we're laughing at his pain which in some ways but I, it was hilarious because i guess you know derek just thought he was in the bathroom but he's just wasted so i was like look though i was like listen we don't have anything for you to clean it up with like you got to go you got to go to the bodega and like pick up some paper towels you know and to clean it up and he's like okay and blah 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 so he like collects himself and he leaves and in the interim you know now luke's kind of like what the fuck this is so fucked up blah 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 you know i i, I want him to leave he's not welcome here but he's also like you know doesn't mean that but he's like very angry i mean this is a bike he custom built, you know, out of these custom pieces. It has his fucking, I mean, he was in his 20s. His last name is on it, you oh, know? Wow. Well, he has a crazy last name and it looked really dope. I mean, he made a great bike and now this guy's pissed all over it and he knew Derek, but you know, whatever. Um, so Derek's gone and Derek's gone for a while. And in that time, I go over to the kitchen sink and I see one of his flip flops in the sink. This is summertime. It, it was uh, end of summer. No, beginning of summer. Yeah, yeah, beginning of summer. So that means Derek is out, out there with one shoe on, okay? Mm. So he's going to the bodega with one shoe on in Flatbush, Brooklyn. So I'm already like, oof, woof. I mean, because like, there's like a part where they do the bottles where you can put bottles in and get change, you know, recycle. Yeah, yeah. It's covered in glass. So I'm like, ugh, he has to pass that. So I'm like, whatever. But this isn't Derek's first rodeo at this bodega and in my neighborhood and whatever. So Derek's gone for too long. And when he comes back, he has this tiny, like, very rumpled up brown paper bag. Like, you know, definitely not something somebody just gave him because it's all crinkled. And I'm like, did you get the paper towels? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you know, and he, he's not really cognizant, but he's like, yeah, you know. And then from out of the bag, he produces less than half of a roll of toilet paper. Which I'm like, it's like three in the morning. So I'm like, where did you get that? <laughs> like, because there's only so many options at this hour. And they are all the bodega, which only sells brand new rolls of anything. Like, there's nowhere 
in this neighborhood where you could have gotten that. I have a guess. Where? He went to the bodega and he asked to use the bathroom. And there are no, there are, there is no public restroom in all of New York City. It, Starbucks is your public restroom. It's basically a glorified bathroom. Okay, I'm all out of a. Uh... Well, apparently, what he told me later, um, because then, then, so then he used like less than half of a roll of toilet paper to clean up piss in my kitchen. So you know that just that sounds like I do that. Toilet paper is not the thing to use for that job. Boy, I'm just finding this out now. Yeah, paper towels are durable. Toilet paper like shreds in your hand when it's too so wet. You just gotta use a lot of it. Yeah, he had less than half of a roll. Oh, Lord. It was a nightmare. It was absolutely insane. <laughs> and and I, yeah, and so like he uses that to clean it up. And then he looks at me and you know, the sun's starting to rise and he's like, I'm gonna go. And he, he lived upstate, which is like a two and a half hour long fucking like you ride the subway to Penn Station and then you get on a train. So this man has already been too wasted to the point where he pissed on a kitchen and a bike. He has produced some like unknown, like uh, what's it called? Origin of, of a cleaning solution, which is not something that works while wearing one shoe and is like, I, I'm going to go. And I'm like, you're going to go back upstate? And he's like, yeah. And so he fucking waddled on out of there and like went to Penn Station and was he like texted me at like 11 a.m. Like, I'm home. And I'm like, impressive. But um, Luke eventually forgave him and now we all laugh about it. Um, but apparently he, Derek says he has a recollection of going into the only other open establishment. Well, there's two others. There's a fruit stand, but he didn't get it there. Dunkin' Donuts. There's a Dunkin' Donuts on Church Avenue near 18th Street, and it's open all night, but they don't have a public restroom. So he says he, you know, has a vague memory of having a conversation. So how he convinced the Dunkin' Donuts worker to give him what he was given and put it in a bag. Mm. Impressive. Well, maybe he just said, I, I'm ruining a friendship with my, with my uh, penis. Penis. penis piss right now. Do you ever, do you ever uh, witness someone uh, do a shit in a kettle and then boil it? Should I have I'd, an answer other than no to that? <laughs> I, I saw, they weren't my friends. You know, when there's like a group oh, of... Oh yeah, now they're not. They weren't friends. my friends. Well, they're like, they are my friends. Okay, but they're not like my... Um, it was like, I have my friends and they have like... They go to a different school and they have their friends and I know that group of people. And I ended up with this group. It was, it was probably with one or, one or two of my friends. But I don't know the rest of these guys. I know them. I mean, I do know them well. But I don't hang around with them every day. How about mm-hmm. that? You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Might yeah, be on yeah. the same Peripheral. sports teams. The, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Friends, like, friends in a bit away. C class. Yeah, they're still like, you know. B class. Would be, like, you, you would be friends with some people, you know, had you worked with them at the same time and all this. Anyway, whatever. I don't know where we were partying. It wasn't Cork. I think it was Limerick or Dublin. And we were all staying in the juries. And I don't know why. Maybe I didn't have a room, but I was like, I just bunked into their room. Or maybe it was up like staying. I don't know. Maybe someone was in university. Anyway, they had a room in juries. This other, this group of people that aren't my best friends, but are acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And then one of them, I don't even like talk about it. Well, you fucking brought it up. He did a shit in the kettle. He did a shit in the kettle. Yeah, why? And they, 
this is, believe me, I've been asking myself that question too. And they're all goading him on and they all thought it was hilarious. And <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> was there water in the kettle? No water in the kettle. Oh. So it started, it started to boil and it was spl- yeah. spluttering out the top. Horrendous. But I couldn't, I couldn't understand what, this is like a, a, a lad prank is what I'm gathering, you know. The lads. I don't know. The hotel industry, I guess, I in the end. I feel like everyone loses in that scenario. The room smelt of burnt shit. Yeah, yeah. The kettle was destroyed. <laughs> I left in the morning. I, like, I had no part in this. This, I, I, I remember being vocal about this is this is a fucking... What are you doing? This is the worst vandalism I've ever seen. And um, anyway, Jory's, the hotel owners, I think it was Jory's, they wanted to find out who done this. So there was mm. a big investigation. But... I don't know if they ever found. Maybe someone had to pay money or something. You you do should you should have to pay a fine. No, you do. If you, you should trash for sure. Anything in a hotel. I mean, some pay. maid, some maid from Lithuania probably. <laughs> no, it's, when I think of it, it actually does make me laugh. Some maid going, "I'll just clean the kettle," and then starts crying, screaming. Well, I feel like there, there's. It's not like it smelled normal. No, the then... room, the room smelled of burnt shit, and the, the mm. walls looked kind of. The wall was. Sta- but the thing oh, I'm trying to get across is Christ. I couldn't. I couldn't understand that level of lad prank, lad banter. But I, like in recollection, neither do I. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's but... funny, but then when you're there and you're when you're watching it boil, I guess it is funny. No, really. It... Now that I think back, for that moment of madness, it is funny. Just I couldn't. I would never do that. Well, I guess if you think it's funny or if you don't think it's funny, you can let us know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how this all got started anyway. I just, yeah. The, the the man said the not nice thing about you to me. I find, can, can we discuss what, I just, I want to imagine who this person is. Because do you know what I mean? Who's like. Someone's got people for him to me. A pedophile. Okay. But it's like, who's like, okay, I'm going to reach out to this person. Pretend to be nice just to be mean. Well, yeah, I guess who I've said, like, I like your shit. Now, maybe that was a lie. Who knows? I don't know why anybody does anything. I think he might have just said he liked your shit just to attack me. Yeah, but but then... I have a nemesis now. Every night I go to sleep. So it's like, I like this. But then then knowing you and I are married, Mm. do you know what I mean? He knew I'd find that. He knew I'd hear about the message. Do you, so do you think you think this is all about you? Yes. And then you'd find the message. I told you that. But it, I just think it's such an amazing thing to say to a person. Do you know what I mean? And not like in a good way. Like, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like... Do we have know, his name? We do have his name, I guess. Oh, it's fucking somewhere. But it's like, could you imagine... I'm going to try and get him... I'm going to try and get him barred. Could you media. imagine, though, being like, you know what? I'm going to fire off this message. Online bullied. That's what I was going to... Oh, what you've been is. online bullied. This is yeah. online bullying. I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, it's just, do you, and then you start to think about, is this one of the small ways Corona has affected perhaps that individual, you know, or any, like the interesting thing about coronavirus is that, you know, even when we're all sort of like, I guess, trying to have this like shadow life of whatever the fuck, you know, like you you keep, for a while, or and I think we still are. I'm personally short circuiting, so I don't know if I can say that anymore. But you're almost like you're still attacking like life as it was once before. You know, you're like, oh, this is how I'll respond to this or do this or whatever. But like without recognizing that, you know, even though everything's been on hold, 
while stuff's been happening, whatever, we've like completely changed. Like, I, you know what I mean? Whoever I am is not who I was because we always change and whatever. So I guess I'm wondering, is that just that guy or is that that guy with Corona, you know? No, I think it was a clever... Clever? A clever message with dual meanings. Half a compliment and then three quarters of an I attack. Don't think it, I don't think clever. It wasn't very clever. It was. He's my nemesis. I want to have a clever nemesis. Yeah, you're very... You, you are very... I want to have a clever nemesis. You're very dramatic. It's very funny. Because, um, you know, you sort of... You simmer... You're, you like to simmer. You kind of like, or like, you know, and then you brood a little bit. No, it's just, today was tough, so. Today was tough? I just fucking, I'm fat today, you know, and I, I didn't um, jog. Today you've had a tough day? It's tough in the way that I just couldn't get myself to jog, you know? Yeah. Well. And then I walked out earlier to go to, to Tesco. I saw people jogging, and I was like, oh yeah, you think you're fucking better than me. Hashtag triggered. Okay, um... A little bit of a miscommunication between the two of us there, but I think we're back on track now. Can you clarify what the miscommunication was for me so I understand? What happened was you were speaking for three minutes straight, yes, and I didn't add anything to the conversation, nor did I respond. I just glassy eyed stared into the corner of the room, mm-hmm. and this for some reason. Made you feel upset and unlistened to? Unlistened to. And then you said something about the Swedish man was right? I mean, I will put it this way. You said the Swedish man was right and handsome. We are recording a podcast. If I wanted to do a podcast alone, like the mean Swedish man suggested, I would already fucking do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to sit here and scream in a room by myself. I, I sit and I do podcasts for the very specific person purpose of sitting in a room and screaming at another person who, in theory, responds in some way. Yes. You know? But, I, I understand. And, you know, I brought up a topic that we had discussed earlier today, which, you know, I just, the whole thing's been erased. So it's gone. It's gone. It's, you know, whatever. Um, you know, and, and so now now we're, we're, we're starting from this point, trying to conjure up 17 more minutes of a fucking podcast when our lives are absolutely meaningless. But we did have an event happen today, but then I discussed it for three minutes straight with no response from you. And then I found out that the reason you didn't want to discuss it is because you didn't feel the same way. And I was like, even that response could have created a discussion AKA a podcast, which is what we're fucking recording. And I know that, and I don't even listen to people's podcasts. Well, no, I need to interrupt. Mm, okay. Because that's what you want me to do from now on. No, we need to clarify something. I'm going to put this on recording on the record because I know that you said that I've yelled at you when you've interrupted me. And now I'm saying that I want to be interrupted. What I want, there, there, there's an ebb and flow in discussion where somebody what? says something. Okay, that's not it. And then another person says something else. And then there's interrupting a person absolutely mid-sentence with a brand new thought. Okay? And both things have happened. I'm having a few brand new thoughts now. On this podcast. So what are, what are some of these thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're scared because now you're in the fucking hot. I was seat. having a brand new. The way I was saying it was like I'm having a few brand new thoughts because you were ranting at me. It was mm-hmm. like my new my brand new thoughts was like, what a bitch. I knew you were gonna call me that, and you know what's really unkind about all of this? No way, you can't just take the fucking high road like that. Yeah, no, I'm literally writing a of audio blog. 
right now. That's what this is. This is no longer a podcast. This is an audio blog about the fact you just called me a bitch. Oh, you're going to get all white woman on me and yes, cry and get a cop to kill or arrest me. Look, the problem was you were you were in, you felt pretty happy about something that uh, one spark of happiness. So you got one spark of happiness because, and you know there were some fun ideas. Now I'm interrupting you. There's some fun ideas that we could have explored, like me being happy about something that's arguably bad. Like we could have talked about that. We didn't even have to talk about the thing that made me happy. We could have talked about just the very psyche of the whole thing. I'm going to explain it. Mm-hmm. So you came to me today very excited because you heard that there was. Pe- I didn't hear. You found out. I read. You read that there's people dying from COVID. No. In Perth. That is not. That and is... you were like, thank God, at least mm-hmm. a few of them can die because they didn't even get any taste of it. Okay, that's not. So what you we said. and then I was like, what kind of people? And you were th- you were like, well, I think the actually the. Aboriginals and the minorities this who don't have proves. the facilities to protect themselves are dying first. You were and not listening to me. You laughed and laughed and this, laughed. This proves it. You you glazed over. You let me speak for three minutes. I stared at you, just waiting for you to say anything. I was like, God, there's like layups here of anything you could possibly say. It, actually, there was a couple times in there when it would have been perfect time to call me a bitch. And you missed those too. So... So I, I, I don't know what, I, I feel bad now because at first when the Swedish man sent that message and I read it, I did wholeheartedly disagree with him. I was like, no, Mark's gotten better. We've gotten better. You know, you're speaking more in the mic. I felt like we had an ebb and flow. Even today, I must have jinxed it because I was talking, to, you know, with a friend of mine and I was like, yeah, no, I used to make Mark listen to the podcast over to make sure, you know, it wasn't shit since I don't listen to these. And, you know, but we've had to, you know, I haven't had to ask him to do that for a while because it's, you know, you kind of get an idea and it feels fine. And now here we are, another shit episode during a shit time. When when one thing happened, one thing has happened in like, I don't know how many weeks it's been to talk about. So Port Comedy Festival is canceled and Catherine's very happy. No, it's not fully canceled, but it is canceled for five days. But do you want it to be canceled fully? I... I would be very, uh, yes, yeah, uh, I I think, I think the... Do you want all the comedians to catch COVID and the new variant that puts you in a wheelchair? <laughs> no. Um, Do you want them to not even be there No, because there's going to be a lot of bad bits if everybody's in a fucking wheelchair. Um, but no, but I do, I think it is incredibly cocky. Um, just the, the commentary I have, it's incredibly cocky. For one small part of the world, Australia specifically. One part of one country to be completely open the whole time, I guess, wasn't it? They were open the whole time, you know, while we were locked down in another part of their country. So, you know, we were the only part that was locked down. Every other place was, was open, which means the majority of people I know in Australia were not locked down. There were a few comics that I knew in Australia who were. Um, but Perth has been open and has been like, our borders are shut. You can't come in, the dirty people. You know, the whole fucking time. And then decided to have a fringe festival, business as usual, during a global pandemic, after the kind of year everyone had. um, They did have it last year. Perth had a festival. So it's not like they've missed a year. Mm. They haven't had taken any time off. And they have this festival and these comedians in Australia fly over there and are like, you know, on 
social media. Some of them I don't even know, but we're just like friends because that's what ends up happening. You know, you, you just like are friends on Facebook. Just, you know, talking about how great the shows are and the, you know, day drinking and this and that and photos and whatever. And, you you know, I'm the type of person I like to be happy for people. Really? But it's... Uh, yeah, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, I do. Um, I've had a really fucked up year. Thank you. So I don't have a lot of reserve to be happy for other people, especially when I'm seeing that group of people be so utterly tone deaf to quite literally everyone else in the world. I find it. So the fact that um, they are now in halfway through the festival in a lockdown does bring me a sense of joy. I'm like, well, when you have a comedy fringe festival in the festival in the middle of a global pandemic while the rest of the world burns perhaps or else stop smiling so much in your pictures Ugh, yeah but i just yeah so i i don't want anyone to, you know in perth to die of covid but i do like the idea that uh, a place that was so smug and how they handled the coronavirus and didn't have one case for 10 months now has apparently the uk variant uh, which was flown in from an international traveler, which just kind of goes to show, you know, Australia can do whatever the fuck it wants in terms of locking people down for as long as they did. Anywhere can do that. But if you're allowing any type of travel or whatever, and the rest of the world has it, it's going to come back. Like, and that's it. So, um, you know, hello to everybody I know at the Perth Fringe. Hope you're uh, enjoying your fucking lockdown with the rest of the world. I think. Yeah, it's going to be like this for a while. Yeah, I don't even know. Well, it might it might not watch. I, I can see lightning striking like 45 times with them and it like reopens in five days. It's like a five-day lockdown. Maybe you should get off social media. Yeah, social media is it, it's not helping anything. But at the same time, like I, I, I You're don't... You're addicted to it. No, that's not what I was going to say. I, what I was going to say was um, I haven't been around anyone in any real way for nine months. And some people might be like, me too. But it's like, eh, I've seen New York because I'm on social media trying to remain connected to literally anything. I've seen New York. I've seen California. Friends of mine have been on road trips, vacations, seen their family, seen their friends, wearing masks, social distancing, outdoor dining. I mean, you know, indoor dining. You know, people I know left New York and moved to states that are fully open. So they're existing business as usual. And whether or not that's right or wrong for Corona, that means there has been sort of a pressure release on the feeling of being isolated for them. And I think I, I personally have had six weeks of that this year. Um, your and my experience is different because you've gone to work. So even though your life fucking sucks too, because it's just wake up, go to work, come home, wake up, go to work, come home. You at least like are interacting with people. You are the person I interact with. That is it. It has been you and then whatever shitty roommate you, situation you we could, found ourselves I in. I mean, there's no law against talking to the homeless people, you know? You go out there by the station and strike up a conversation about the good old days with someone. And that's giving back to the community as well. Mm, yeah, well, I, I'm kind of thinking I'm definitely at the point where, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the only way I'm going to feel better is by talking to somebody who has it worse than uh, what I feel like I have. You know, there's, there's like... Well, do, you, do you see the homeless guy that's sometimes out there with the crutches? No, because I don't go outside because... Oh, you should look at this guy. This guy will make you feel better about your life. Well, I... I Especially when it's cold. 
Yeah, uh, well, crutches, you know, he's got no gloves. I'll put it this way. 16 months of winter, I'm tired of being cold. So I don't go out because A, we're told not to go out. B, I'm tired of bundling up and being cold after my 16th month of fucking doing it. I'm over it, you know? Summer's just around the corner. What? Summer's just around the corner. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been told a lot of things were going to happen just around the corner that didn't. So I'll believe it when I see the sun. Um, you know, it's been it's been dark at 5 p.m. for me for 16 months. I haven't seen any Hashtag of Hashtag me too. I haven't seen any of my friends or any of my family or any coworkers or any of those people that you kind of take for granted that are your like acquaintances that you just pass every day on your way to work. Things that keep you reminding you that you're a human. I, I haven't done any of that. There was six weeks when we got here that I did that. Um, and at that time, the rest of my life was falling apart. Yes. So I didn't really get to appreciate it because I was in uh, survival mode and having to uh, sell everything in my New York apartment and get rid of it as well as deal with a myriad of other things that's just a laundry list of absolute shit show nightmares so that was that time's kind of a blur for me anyway that sounds like you're having a tough time yeah I am have having you thought about medication or even better have you thought about yoga what are you what which one are you serious about Yoga more than meditation. No. I thought you said medication. No, no, no. <laughs> Imagine I said I medication. Was, I was like, if, well, I was hoping you, you said medication, and then I was hoping you just whip out, you know, a bottle of oxy. No, but I'd if love I to ever say pharmaceutical if, dragon. I'm, t- I'm talking about meditation, you silly goose. Yeah, you know. I would never, re- I would never recommend uh, medication for you unless you wanted me to. Do you have any medication? What? That was half of a. I got some uh, real sentence. Pretty good, pretty good uh, Mary Jane Kush. If you know what I'm talking about. I'm disappointed that this is what we're releasing. But I got some good, good uh, devil's lettuce. If you want to go for a few, uh, have a nice day, talks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. Um, Every little thing's gonna be alright. Can see our neighbors and. Don't worry about a thing. Cause every little thing is gonna be all right. Cause I got a bag of weed. <laughs> God. Got a bag of weed that'll save us mm-hmm. for about forty-five minutes. Cause we're gonna make burgers, motherfucker. Fat fucking burgers. I can't fucking wait. Jump bacon on yours. I don't know what's just happened, but um... planning the meal. There's, I... there's a can of coke in the fridge. Yeah, we. Did I get your pussy wet? This. I mean. It's like your asshole wet. <laughs> That's what I imagine that happens to really fat people. Like, you know, when they see a can of coke, they get their asshole gets wet. <laughs> like, in my 600 pound life, that shows great. You get a moist asshole when you see a, a can of coke. Kind of water. So, well, should we call out the people who support this? Should we call the mood? I don't know. I guess I'm out of steam. I hate my life. I hate myself more than I did when we came into this. I, you know, that's that's when you know it's going to be bad when you enter it with any form of optimism. That's really when it's going to be fucking horrible. No nope, practice makes perfect. That's all it is. No, just getting back into a routine of things. Positive, positive, positive thoughts until you wake up and there's blood everywhere. Just think positive, baby. Okay. <laughs> I, um, the supporters are um, Damo, Kev, Sinead, Noel, uh, Adam. It's really good, and I'm glad you fire him off this week because. And Tom you know, Ford. 
I think it's uh, it's just about seven thirty, and I think in about thirty seconds. I'm not even fucking doing yoga tonight. I'm, I'm not doing commit it. suicide. I'm not doing so yoga. I'm, um, Are you doing yoga tonight? I don't know. I'm not doing it. I don't give a fuck. I'm having beer and I'm making burgers. Happy Independence Day. <laughs>